0: wear these expensive shoes we're not grounded like in africa like you see people are wearing no shoes but they're grounded they're strong
1: or they have those leather sandals (laughs) hey everyone i'm jason v and this is local color a show about the local color that makes Baltimore great today's guest is chef green and her name should tell you all you need to know about her cuisine No, she does not cook with weed, she's a vegan chef and does food demos, catering, and private chefing, if that's a word, for clients in the DMV. Stay tuned. I met up with Chef Green at her spacious Bolton Hill apartment on a windy fall day. There wasn't a lot of art on the walls, but her kitchen appliances would make any food enthusiast jealous a professional knife set, three blenders, a cold juice presser, and the holy grail, a KitchenAid mixer. When I first met Chef Green, I noticed she didn't sound like us down here in Baltimore. She ain't from around these parts.
0: I'm from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Oh,
1: what part of Brooklyn? Fort Green. A bonafide city kid, Chef Green believes her work ethic comes from her hometown.
0: It was, it was kind of tough, but it was good at the same time. You learned a lot. I, that's kind of like where I get my hustle from. I love Brooklyn. That's going to always be my home. The planet of Brooklyn is where I'm from. You know what I mean? It's like the biggest borough. It's the best borough to me.
1: After living in Brooklyn, Chef Green made the trip down to the DMV. Like all musical acts I like, she skipped Baltimore and went straight to D.C., Before coming to Baltimore, before even going down to D.C., Chef Green lived in Virginia Beach. She moved around a lot with her mom and stepsister and never wanted to be too far from family. She dabbled in fashion designing while in school, but cooking was something that came to her naturally and early.
0: I think my first thing that I cooked uh, was like four or five, which was scrambled eggs. (laughs) I remember having this little stool uh, and I basically got up on a stool, and I was asking my mom to show me how to make scramble eggs.
1: Chef Green wasn't always green in the kitchen, but the transition was equal parts easy and hard. The easy part?
0: I grew up in a cultural type of environment where we had it was either Southern food or Jamaican food. My sister's father, he was he's a Rasta. You know, in the household it was basically Haitian food.
1: Aito, that is vital without the V, is a food lifestyle Rastafarians adhere to. Food must be natural from the earth and must contribute to the livity or the life force that Jah has imbued within us all. To make it easy, Aito eating is vegetarianism. Strict adherents practice veganism. So that's the easy part. The hard part about her food transformation?
0: I was in a really bad car accident and the result of that I was told that I had to get like surgery in order to like heal or recover.
1: Chef Green was in her mid-twenties at the time of the accident. Something in her gut told her.
0: Change the way you eat and you can heal. So I did that and I just saw like how quickly I was healing and how impressed the doctors were. So I was just like, okay, this seems like this is something that's beneficial for me. So that's how it started.
1: Chef Green never looked back from going vegetarian, but that's not to say she didn't fall off the wagon a few times.
0: Of course, like. The next Thanksgiving came around and like all of my family came and I've slipped up and I went back into eating, you know, regular food. Uh-huh. And then I felt how I felt after that. And I was like, I, f- I was feeling great before. And now I feel, <laughs> you know, I don't feel as good as I was feeling before. So I was like, I think that this is this type of food is not good for me.
1: If you want to experience a similar pain, stop eating fast food for like three months, then get a meal from McDonald's. Your stomach tries so hard to process the food, it becomes uncomfortable. We'll get to that later. Chef Green hops back on the wellness wagon, quitting meat, cold turkey. She also thinks the wagon has room for more.
0: I was also looking at my family and how most people have like high blood pressure and diabetes and typical stuff that plague the black community. My grandfather got on board first, and then my grandmother did, and you know, and I was like, you know, this is something that's, that's really beneficial. Like, we really have to watch what we eat.
1: It was impressive Chef Green was able to get her grandparents to go vegetarian. We always think the older generation as stubborn, but we're guilty of not eating something because, quote, that's for white people. I asked Chef Green her thoughts on how we adopt the white gaze when it comes to farming and self-sufficiency.
0: I don't know. We come from Africa. Like, we come from a very rich land where a lot of things grow. And, like, even if you don't want to acknowledge where you come from originally, most black people come from the South, you know, where they've been farming their whole lives.
1: The thick cloud of stigma surrounds the idea of black people farming, and that stigma wasn't really placed on us. We're the ones who complain about the powers that be, yet don't want to feel like a slave till in the field. We have to embrace change if we plan to see that better tomorrow we're always talking about. Mental anguish aside, Chef Green also believes the problem is socioeconomic.
0: Some of the corner stores are people's grocery stores. like They actually go grocery shopping at Corner
1: stores. For some people, living in a food desert also precludes having access to transportation that can take you to the Waverly Farmers Market or the market under the JFX. When you get there, you're not going to really want to spend your hard-earned dough on some artisanal pickles and honey. After being vegetarian for a while, Chef Green made the full leap to full-blown vegan. Veganism is not consuming any animal products whatsoever. I asked her if going vegan impacted other parts of her life.
0: Veganism doesn't, for me, it doesn't just start with what I eat. It goes to like what I put on my skin, what I bathe in, like my the shower, it has a filter on it. It's just a whole consciousness, you know, the clothes that I wear. I just take into consideration everything that I put on my body because my body is my temple. I see some vegans that are really extreme and they really don't, Where any type of leather, I can't say that I have taken all leather products out of my wardrobe, you know, but I am conscious of of that as well.
1: Don't worry, chef, your secret's safe with us. With so many restrictions on food, I asked Chef Green, how do you cook a recipe that calls for something like dairy or eggs?
0: I didn't have to change much. It's just becoming more creative. Like if I want to bake a cake, I can do it without eggs. I can use avocado. I can use applesauce. I can use flex eggs.
1: You can make a cake out of applesauce?
0: Yeah, if I had two, pe- two cakes, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell which one had real eggs and which one had the flax, the flax eggs. So it's just becoming more creative and, you know, just being conscious about what you're doing.
1: When Chef Green's not flicking the wrist making cakes with flax seeds and applesauce, she flexes her culinary muscles as a private chef and catering events that have a vegan and or raw food menu. Private chefs seem like something only rich people have, so I asked Chef how she got into that line of work.
0: I started out doing demos at small like uh, markets. I would see mothers talking about they didn't have enough time to you know, cook for their families.
1: Sensing an opportunity, Chef Green struck like a hungry vegan lion.
0: So I'm just like, I could provide you a service. I could come to your house, I can make the meals and then drop them off, or I could come to your house and cook for your family.
1: A challenge for anyone that works in a client-facing business is the clients themselves. There's people out there who don't like ketchup or mustard or any condiments except barbecue sauce. Some people don't like something because of the consistency or how it looks or because it makes them feel a certain type of way. Chef Green takes all of these picky eaters on and enjoys the challenge.
0: The people that are most challenging and picky, those are the people I like the most.
1: The day before our interview, Chef Green participated in Taste of Baltimore, a local chef showcase. It was there she led a picky eater to the wholesome non-GMO light of vegan cuisine.
0: She was just like, "I'll I'll try the soup, but I don't want the mac and cheese. And I was like, why not? She was like, well, she was very honest. She was like, you know, there's some people that are just really ignorant when it comes to like vegan food. And I'm one of those people that are very ignorant. And I can't see how this mac and cheese is going to be good. She said, it looks like it might be nasty. So I basically was like, I'm going to let you taste the soup. But can you please taste the mac and cheese? And her two sons were there. And she was like all right, I'll try it. So she tried it and like her face lit up. She was like, oh my God, this is really good. That made me happy, you know what I mean? Cause she really wasn't trying to, you know, eat it. Like you should have saw her face. She was like, that doesn't look like mac and cheese. Like you're disrespecting mac and cheese. And I was like, I understand where you come from. Like mac and cheese used to be my favorite.
1: With her work and life, Chef Green is heavily entrenched in vegan culture. We all know where this is going. So let's just cut to the chase. Do you believe that there are people in the vegan community that are... Oh, yeah, there's definitely
0: snobs. <laughs> like, oh, okay,
1: yeah, like you think, okay. There's
0: definitely bougie vegans out there. <laughs> like, there's just, you know, like when you meet people, that are like, I'm a vegan. I'm like, yo, calm down. <laughs> like, it's not that serious, you know. Some people are very aggressive and they try to tell people what to eat and how to eat. And you don't even say hello to them. You don't even... It's just, people just are quick to judge.
1: The joke goes, how do you know if someone's vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. But Chef Green says there's snobbery and downward glances cast from both sides of the aisle.
0: I see people who when they see what I eat and they're like, ew, why you eat like that? Oh, you you know, you mad skinny, like you know, you like that's not healthy. You need your protein. Where you get your protein from? And I'm just like, it's just I just watch both on both ends, you know, like people that are not vegan can be, you know, aggressive and people who are vegan can be aggressive. They say it's passion, but like it's like it's just all on how you approach it.
1: Chef Green thinks there's always room to take a step towards long term wellness, meat or no meat.
0: If you like burgers, no problem. Just try to make sure that you have broccoli on the side, you know, not broccoli that's weighed down with cheddar cheese, (laughs) but like broccoli for real that's not fully cooked, a little bit of, you know, a little seasoning, whatever you like on it. Monday, you might have meatless Monday right. you might have a Wednesday where you're eating like a, a vegetarian pasta where there's no meat involved and just look at how you feel after that like you might just be like wow I feel like I have a lot more energy or my maybe that night you might feel like wow I slept a little better you know my mind is a little bit more clear
1: we take solace in the consumption of the breaded and fried and call it soul food or comfort food. But Chef Green gave me some uncomfortable food for thought about one of Black America's most honored traditions.
0: In the neighborhood or in the Black community, they always say, oh, I got niggeritis and think that's cool. Like, oh, I got niggeritis, I gotta lay down. But no, like you really, your stomach is really going through that so much trouble to try to break all that food down. You're tired.
1: Simply put, niggeritis is the polar opposite of fight or flight. Fight or flight pumps you up to either run or throw down. The itis, whose scientific name is postprandial somnolence, tells your body to sit your ass down because we have work to do inside that GI tract. When talking about food and vegetarianism, Chef Green kept mentioning mindful eating. Changing up your diet can be tough, especially considering how we've been programmed to eat. Even the guilt-free world of eating has its own problems with processed food.
0: Vegans eat a lot of processed food, like these fake meats out here, you know, that stuff is heavily processed. It's not real food that we're dealing with anymore. We're dealing with drugs, we're dealing with GMOs, we're dealing with bad water.
1: Processed food became attractive because it made food easier and quicker, but the quest for ease of consumption has led us down a path caked with sugar and salt. A few months ago, Chef Green traveled to Togo, a West African country. She learned a lot about herself on the trip and spent a lot of time in nature. Chef Green paid special attention to the Togolese diet, as chefs do, and noticed it was drastically different, mainly sourcing.
0: Yeah, it was drastically different. Like, like I said, you can eat off the land, like they, they grow fruits and vegetables. And when you are there and people are eating meat, they actually know where the, what happened to the meat. Like they most likely raised it, you know, they took care of it. So it's, it's different. It's not mass produced. It's fresh. Like all the food is fresh. Right. And, you know, you see you see the, the elders drinking tea in the morning, like mm-hmm. fresh herbs. They go and get the herbs off the tree. That's going to help them not have any congestion. Right. You know, that's going to get rid of certain diseases or, you know, whatever. And then you see somebody having cocoa, which is like a oatmeal, but it's different. It has a lot of nutrients in it. Mm-hmm. Everything is fresh. Everything mm-hmm. is much fresher.
1: What we call shopping local and farm-to-table, the Togolese call eating. Chef Green believes the key to health and longevity is in the food we eat, also in the mindset we have about ourselves and the world around us. Health is wealth, she says. We have to stay connected to Earth and understand that Earth provides everything we need, yet we shun her. We must be thankful for Earth's bounty and protect the Earth if we truly want to see the fruits of our labor. At the time of the interview, Chef Green had some events lined up that have already happened, namely Yoni Yoga. I asked her about other future plans for her culinary pursuits. It's a lot of stuff that will be involved in the community and promoting health and wellness. A future project that interested me most was...
0: Vegans in the Hood. Mm-hmm. So we basically go to different, like, uh, you know, hoods, and we promote veganism, and we uh, bring awareness to communities uh, that, you know, just being vegan is not just about being... Uh, Older white hippie
1: slowly, but surely alternative food practices are becoming more and more common in the black community Like now it's okay to skateboard and wear gauges But back in the mid-2000s you may have gotten your ass kicked for it Chef green will be on the ground bringing healthy meatless food to the masses and she hopes you'll join her if you want to learn more about Veganism meatless Mondays or just want to chat chef green isn't hard to find
0: C H E F G R E E N l-i-f-e at gmail.com my phone number uh is 908-265-8402 uh why are you looking like that
1: no one's ever given their phone number out
0: i mean i give my business cards out with my number on it so it's probably yeah what's the difference, yeah, it's what's well, the difference? Sure. social media um my ig is chef green's wellness and i do have another uh Uh, IG account which is uh, Pilot for Justice and I'm on Facebook as well as Chef Green Life
1: Today's episode of Local Color was written, produced, narrated edited and published by me Jason V. Follow Local Color on Instagram at Local Color Podcast You can also like Local Color on Facebook Head to Local Color's website, localcolorpodcast.com, where you can listen to the entire catalog. Also, subscribe to Local Color on iTunes to get those push notifications when new episodes drop. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason V, and I'll be back with more Local Color.